Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. Welcome to the Bullish Picks Podcast. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here. Streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blank. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are back for another edition of the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Ken Blanks Harrell. And we are kicking it with Levels with Lala. She has been introducing us to the strat trading methodology, which is a very powerful way of analyzing price movements based on candlestick patterns. Um, you can definitely learn more from her and keep up. Um, Lala, before we go further into the conversation, could you please let our community know how they can connect with you and learn the strat. I understand that you do offer some resources online. Yes, I do. I actually taught a whole beginner's course on this on my YouTube. So you can learn it for free. Um, there's a whole learn the strat playlist where you can, I teach you all about the numbers, how to use the entries, the exits and stops, and some of the basically psychological things that the strat are consists of. And then I also do weekly chart sessions on YouTube Saturdays, every Saturday at 1 p.m. I'm on there and um, most of that is strat based. So I'm there if you want to ask any questions about the strat or anything like that. And then I do also have resources on my website. It's uh, thegrindreport.com. And yeah, that's really where you can find me where I have all the resources at. So thegrindreport.com, does that also link off to the YouTube classes and all that good stuff oh sorry about that the youtube is levels with lala actually that's my handle at levels with lala excellent but yes there is a link there for my youtube also for my discord if you're interested in uh trading community is all of that is on the website of the the grindreport.com you heard it here first folks tap in tap in with levels with lala the grindreport.com i know i'm going to be hopping on that youtube channel she said the, the best word. She said it costs free, y'all. So it costs your time and attention. You have to invest your time and effort. That is your 
cost of admittance, your effort. She's done the rest for you. So take advantage of that. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself and give Lala I have to a add tip as well. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did that helped me learn is I watched the video and then I would go and watch the market for an entire week. And then I would go back and watch the video again, that same video. And that would help me with my aha moments. Oh, now I understand it. So I encourage you to do that. Watch it more than once. That's exactly how I learned. I did not watch it one time and then I just got it. I literally watched it, watched the market and then came back and watched it again. And then it just clicked. So if you do that, I almost am certain that it would click for you. You heard it here. She gave y'all some homework. Watch the video on her site. Go back and watch the market. Now, Lala, when you're watching the market, are you watching it, the indexes at a macro level, or are you watching specific tickers? What are you actually watching? Um, It's kind of both. I'm mostly watching the indexes because I also, in my journey, decided that I wanted to slow down the amount of tickers that I was watching. So I decided that I was going to focus on SPY and the Qs, mostly because of them having those more expiration dates because I was getting into my options journey. But then once I started focusing on those, it branched out into their top holdings because they moved the market the most. Apple, Microsoft, even Tesla, IWM for small caps. So that's what I would focus on. But I would focus on just a few, just so that I wouldn't be too much all over the place. And that also helps you learn that specific ticker when you really focus on just a few. That makes a lot of sense. I know earlier in our conversation, um, before the break, you had mentioned, I believe that Rob Smith had spoke about energy being a sector to have our eyes on for 2023. Are there any other specific sectors and or industries that Lala has her eyes on. Yes. So I have been watching China basically since the beginning of last year, mostly because all of last year it was really beat down and then the bulls stepped in last quarter. So I wanted to see if they would continue that same uh, energy and they did, but then it retraced. And then with all the issues that's kind of going on with China right now, you know, with U.S. imposing restrictions, them trying to do the ban on TikTok. And then now China is kind of, they weren't firing back, but now they are starting to fire back. So there may be some more beef there. I'm actually looking for that retracement. And then PDD is actually a specific ticker I'm looking at because it had formed a shooter on the quarter, just like the the quarter before it formed a hammer. So I was looking for the bulls to continue. It formed a shooter this past quarter. So now I'm looking to see if the bears will continue that. So I'm looking to see if they're going to, if China's just going to continue to fall again. Um, so I also wanted to watch it all year anyway, because it looked like it was, the bulls were really stepping back in, but I will play it either direction. So like I said, you know, I was playing it to the bullish side last quarter, this quarter, I will be playing it to the downside. But um, I'm also looking at, a new ETF that I just found. <laughs> it is QUAL, which is quality stocks. And I think that right now, also with all of the uncertainty that's going on the with the economy, that that is a good um, a good investment. So I'm actually looking at that for maybe some shares because they also pay dividends. So although I'm looking to trade China, I'm looking more so investing in this qual 
And then also qual the top holdings are companies that I know and like and believe will have something, you know, have a future. It includes Home Depot, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Apple, Visa, MasterCard, and Johnson & Johnson. Eli Lilly and United Help are like the top 10 holdings of this one. So, and it's had a nice corrective, corrective activity. It had really red year last year, kind of like most of everything else, and it's recovered. And then we know with, you know, the top holdings that it has, they're not going anywhere. And then also that with the AI development and things like that, I think this will be something that I will continue to watch for investing. I also was looking at it for possibly, you know, buying shares and doing covered calls once I built up the shares on. So that's another one I'm watching. And then I have also been watching AI for that same reason I was just talking about qual. You know, everybody is talking about AI right now and everything is AI and things like that. The actual ticker AI was doing very well last quarter. And it's actually had its first corrective month this month. So I'm looking, I'm watching this to see if it's going to continue. Uh, C3 AI? Yes, C3 AI. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, yeah, it, it was beat down for so long. But now that everybody's getting interested in AI, you know, AI is not about to go anywhere. It's just about to evolve from here. I think that this should be something that should be on a top watch type thing. And it's so cheap right now. It's something that could possibly be on like your will strategy type of um, type of mindset where it, you can either sell puts or sell calls or just however you, you want to work this, but start accumulating in AI and qual. That's my accumulation things that I'm watching and I'm looking to trade China. Uh, for the most part, but for real, to be honest, like that's really all that I'm looking at, mostly because the entire market as a whole moved so much last year and in the co- last two years before that, that I think that this year is going to be like a range year. And what do I mean by a range year? I think that it's going to stay within like a couple of levels. So it's just going to bounce like in between those levels, but not really do much of anything. In the strat world, we call that an inside bar. So inside is like consolidation. It's range-based trading. If you don't know how to trade that range, it's it could it's lose your money type of um, action. It's gotcha, one of those gotcha. things that we call it the chop, you know, it's chop. So Usually, and Rob will tell you not to trade an inside bar. He would say what you would want to do is you would want to wait for them to choose a side. An inside bar means nobody's in control, basically. So you want to wait to see it break one side or the other. Either the bulls are in control or the bears are in control. Because you're kind of seeing that in the market right now. Even though the bulls are buying the dip, we're having strong sell-offs. You know, overall, the bulls are buying dip, though but we're still having strong sell-offs and we're still trading within a range. So you'll see something like a staircase up, but then an elevator down. It takes away all of those stairs, but then you have to stair yourself right back up and then it's an elevator down. So that makes it hard to really move. You know what I mean? That's how you're ending up staying in a range. So, yeah. I know that was um, long-winded, but... <laughs> no, it's good. No, it's insightful. I'm up here taking notes. Matter of fact, speaking of notes... Um, I put on here, you said uh, China. We talked about um, specific sectors or industries you have your eyes on. So China, you think of PDD to the downside. You had mentioned 
I got a couple questions out of this, but you mentioned AI, you're bullish on AI, you talked about C3I specifically. I did see how it rebounded nicely over the last 12 months, nearly 100%. But you mentioned the ETF, Qual, Q-U-A-L, and I was actually going to make a joke about it, but I, I made sure that I looked it up first before I made a joke because I was thinking, like, with all this junk that's going on, Man, that would be smart to buy just threw together ETF real quick with quality companies. But I'm thinking like that's like, I mean, like somebody just slapped <laughs> something together. But no, this actually it's been around since 2000, since July 16th, 2013. So this will actually be coming up on the 10 year anniversary of when it came out. Right. And I'm on Yahoo Finance right now and I'm looking at their all time graph and QUAL is actually up. $74.85 per share since their inception, which is a 149.25% return. And that's even considering the 2018 and then the 2020 issue is uh-huh. still rallied. And I'm I'm liking all the names. You you dropped all the names right there. Um, one thing I found very interesting about this particular ETF, if they only have a 0.15% expense ratio, which is very low. So this is, has a quality, a lot of quality companies and a very low expense ratio. You see a lot of expense ratios in the half a percent to even the 1% range with most ETFs to pay the management fees. And they do pay a 1.45% dividend yield. Solid PE ratio, 18.5%. This one is very nice. Beta 1.05. So it pretty much moves in line with the market. And yes, most of the top holdings are companies you can find on a Dow Jones industrial average, the top 30. So yep, very they're nice. not going anywhere. I did notice in your China conversation, I don't think did you mention Baba is not, is that not one that you're considering for the China so, play? Baba actually, I am that's I'm still watching that and I'm probably going to still watch that all year. I mentioned PDD just because it had already broken on the quarter. Baba right now is inside on the quarter. So it's kind of like not doing anything, but I played Baba to the upside and to the downside. I think that I will still be watching it. And I I've told the community that I think it will get back to that 120 resistance that it rejected from. Um, and then once it breaks above there, it may be able to break out. But the overall weakness in the China sector period may make it hard for it to break out. The thing that sets Baba apart, though, is how they are um, developing their uh, AI, Baba and Baidu. Baidu also is developing a lot of um, AI systems. So China, the only thing that gives me pause with being completely bearish on China's, even though they're imposing restrictions, they are developing their own AI things that may make their individual stocks still move or at least hold, you know. But um from what I'm seeing on China as a whole, like the the entire sector does look bearish. It looks like, you know, it every pop that it has is getting shorted since that last pop that it's had. Like the very first pop when it fo- popped out for the uh, last quarter, when it topped out there, it's made lower highs since then. So basically, it's still basically in a bearish pattern. But yeah, I'm still watching them just because, again, they have, because of their AI, I think it sets them apart to where they can at least hold or may move. And you, who knows, you know, 
they may just this may just be some corrective activity and it may continue a little further in a year and they actually trigger the year up, which is what I was looking for. Mm. When I first said it in December, I was saying this is a yearly play. So it could take all year to play out. So either way, that means I'm going to play it like whichever direction it goes, but it could still trigger and be bullish for the rest of the year. I'll be ready for that. And that's what I love about the strat. It's like, I could have started out the year bullish and then the second quarter, I may be bearish. And then the third quarter I'm bullish again. And I'm fine with that. You know, it's like, all right, you know how to ride the wave. You got to see the wave first to know how to ride it. And it seems like the strat is giving you a way to, to really see. Yeah. Cause you know, people just jump out there with their boogie boards and get wiped out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't know how to ride that wave. Exactly. Exactly. If this wave that. does this, then I can ride it this way. If it does that, then I can ride it this way. If it's doing this, I won't ride it at all. You know what I Makes mean? Sense. If it's choppy waves, you're not going to jump out there, right, and get killed. Uh, smart ladies, wise yeah. lady. I just want to put a bow on this this China uh, piece before we uh, land the plane on this part of the conversation. TikTok. Now I'm I'm 44. I don't TikTok. I don't produce it. I've seen a couple clips. I'm familiar with it. But is that really is TikTok really that big of a deal to the US economy? Like that whole banning of TikTok thing, is that really Ooh, that big okay. of a deal? Yes. This here's why. Um, so I, I'm really big into TikTok. Uh I do a lot of TikToks. Um what TikTok is is a huge information source. And it's a worldwide information source the government cannot control. Um and it's owned by China. So the fact that it's owned by China, they don't like. They try to use the fact that it, it's, they think that it's a data privacy issue, but it's really not, honestly, because if you think about how Facebook uses our data and how, you know, they've sold our data or how, like, we're talking about something right now, but then you can go scroll on Facebook and you'll see an ad for the same thing. It's like y'all already are doing it, but when it's in the hands of somebody else, that's when they have a problem with it. So that's where it's just that beef that it's China that controls this information. Well, you can find anything on TikTok, anything. And studies are even showing that um, younger folks are using TikTok instead of Google to search for stuff. So, you know, the way that they can control the narrative here in the U.S., they can't control it on TikTok. So you can find so much information. There's so much political information. There's so much news on there. Like everybody and anything is on there. So if you literally go and search that, you can, I mean, search something on there, you can find some type of video detailing it. You know, you might hear about stuff on TikTok before you hear about it on the news, because you know, the news will control what you hear, but you can go to TikTok and it's completely, you know, open to the world. You know, in fact, if you think about it, I think China, you don't use Facebook or they don't allow you to use Facebook in China, but you can use it, use TikTok over there, you know? So you you really have access to everybody in the world who's using these devices to share all kinds of information. And there's a certain certain talk, like you got a cook talk, you got stock talk, you got dog talk, you got electrician talk, you got whatever you do or are interested in there's a that insert that word talk behind it and there's a whole bunch of people that's making videos and sharing information on it 
Like for me, I share a whole lot of wealth information on how to build trust. You know, I made my last video about how to make a black trust fund baby got like a hundred thousand views. I had a, a video where I was complaining about the fact that Chadwick Bozeman did not have a trust or a will and the government got a 1.5 million of his estate because they had to go through probate and they had to fight with it for three years. So things like that, that, I, you know, I'm educating my community about wealth and about how to protect your assets and how to, you know, borrow against your life insurance policy. That's stuff that, you know, it's not really other places. And so the government really wants to shut down because it's so much of that type of information that they don't want us to, well, they don't want China to have control of that. So that's why it's becoming an entire issue. Um, and then also there's more to that. If y'all go look up the Restrict Act, I'm not going to even get into that, but the Restrict Act is a little bit more than just TikTok. It's also being able to um, access our data in other places. So um, that beef with China is that, but you know, now they're starting to actually fire back with us with imposing some things that we cannot do or like some the AI chips that can't be produced there for companies that are over here. So it's, yeah, it's that type of back and forth. I think it's, it's a lot. Like, I got you. It's a yeah. lot. It's, lo it's, it's levels <laughs> to this. It's levels to yeah, this. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> let me, let me, I'm glad you stopped me there. I'm like, yeah, go on with this. No, that's fine. It was, um, I appreciate you just shining a better light on that. Um, for me and our listeners, because a lot of people just may not be aware. A lot of times we hear the buzzwords, but don't know what's really going on. You know, I don't know what's really good. We are China, China, this or what's going on. With, but I, I don't know what's going on in China. I've never been to China. I don't know Chinese. I need to be tapped into resources so I can make intelligent decisions. And some people might just speculate and just go in here and jump in Chinese stocks. And right now, the the pot the, the the water might be too hot to jump in that pot so right. i get it and that makes a lot of sense i want to do is land it right there on the on the china point and take a, a pause just a pause so that we can support our sponsors we got to support our sponsors who support the bullish picks podcast bringing you some of the best content your ears can tap into you got wall street questions we got wall street answers Right here on a Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, Ken Blank Sorrell. Special guest, Levels with Lala. We're going to continue on with this interview. Great to have her with us. So look out for more. Stick with us. We'll be right back. The Bullish Picks podcast would like to thank Mr. Coleman Austin with Legal Shield. He can be reached at 313 218 1527. That's 313 218-1527. Big thanks to Mr. Coleman Austin, one of our top sponsors with Legal Shield. Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at mountsinaioliveoil.com. 